0: everybody and welcome to That's Life where we have said That's Life more time in the last six weeks than we could ever have imagined. Good morning folks and thanks for listening. I am Miriam L. Wallach, General Manager here at the Nahum Segal Network. At least I think I'm still General Manager here at the Nahum Segal Network. You can find me here right after Allison or right before the live lunch. Yes, yeah, the live lunch again will be exciting today. Definitely stay tuned. Hope all are well. Hope you had an enjoyable Yuntis, a wonderful Pesach. Um, I would usually take this opportunity to say hi to Yoni, who should be sitting or would be sitting across the desk from me. But as we are all still working remotely, I am going to introduce Yoni by phone. Good morning, Yoni.
1: Live from the west side. Good morning.
0: Yoni, I don't think in my life I ever expected to be this happy to speak to you. (laughs)
1: <laughs> a lot of people have told me that.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. Me, your mom, you know, other exactly. people. First of all, Mazal exactly. to the entire Pollock family. Well, thank you. Yes, you had a new nephew.
1: Yeah, don't know his name yet, but we'll we'll get there.
0: They're not giving you naming rights.
1: No, not yet. I'm hoping. Yeah, I don't know what number they would actually. <laughs> Might be a while.
0: I I I think that they're probably nervous that you'd call the kid Altuve.
1: Yeah, it would definitely be some sort of sports reference. Though also I would have put put, put that past my brother, so.
0: That's true. You're both cut from the same cloth, shall we say. So how is it going quarantining on the Upper West Side?
1: It's honestly it's great. I mean, I have my roommates here, so uh live with uh, several other people and uh we haven't gotten under each other's skin yet and you know we cook and we have a good time usually sports is like the bonding factor in the apartment we have none of that so we just you know watch movies and work and uh day by day which i feel like is everyone's motto
0: do your do your roommates also think that everything is going well
1: um that's a good question i think it depends on you uh, on who you ask everyone has a different uh, mindset when it comes to this thing and uh
0: no, I mean uh, living with you, and I—I li- I mean living with you and not being able to go out for air.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I—I I, I think so. At least that's what they tell me.
0: That's—that's that's very nice of them.
1: Right. I don't know what's happening now. While I'm like locked in my room right now, they might be all conversing about it. You know, so I don't know.
0: Right. This is the time they talk trash about you. Exactly. Okay. All right. And your family, thank God, is fine.
1: Thank God, all's well.
0: Good. Thank God. Yoni, how many different series have you binged in full since you have started quarantining?
1: I uh, Let's think. Um, you know, there's, there's a Netflix series season. I think there's there's five seasons of it on Netflix. There's one more still going on now. It's called Schitt's Creek, uh, which is actually kind of pretty entertaining. It's a quick, it's sort of like, I guess a sitcom, if you will, uh, about a family that moves to the small town um called Schitt's Creek and it's it's very interesting uh entertaining I watched the whole thing I finished Fouda season three in about I think it was two days and then uh, and it just came out I think it was not even a week ago at this point and then um I'm in the middle of Ozark right now
0: you are so yes yeah, so the first show I have a couple of people in my house who are very into it Ozark um shall we say first of all we should say that both of these shows are for mature audiences um, yeah but the first episode of Ozark, the pilot, the first episode of season one i I couldn't finish the first twenty minutes. It is the darkest, gloomiest yeah it's like it's like people who are binging soda right now, guys world is bad as it is. Watch something funny <laughs> i
1: hear I hear it that's fair.
0: I mean the people who are sitting, and I get that you're all everyone was excited for Fauda season three. I get it, and yeah. me too. But I am not watching Fauda until I am uh, until I leave my house. It's just not happening. Uh, until I that this all. is over, yeah. Until this is over, I'm not leaving my house. I'm not watching Fauda. There's enough going and on. And don't watch I have it at night. Excitement. No. Wow. Are you crazy? That's rule number one. You gotta watch it in broad daylight. Of course, of course. Did you ever? Did you? Did you? Uh, you watch seasons one and two, right? Yeah, of course haven't gone into season three yet?
1: Of what? Of Fauda? Yeah. No, I finished season three in, in 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 two days. Like right when it came out I finished season three.
0: Okay, Yoni, I don't know if my eye rolling is making it through the phone line, but can you hear me rolling <laughs> my eyes?
1: <laughs>
0: I can't even it's... I can't even Okay. Okay. Alright. So you're 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 uh you're entertained good. How is the cooking how are the cooking skills improving?
1: They are definitely improving. Uh, I've got. I think that cookbook has come in handy. Miriam Pascal's uh, Naomi Nachman's cookbook that I have here. So I'm trying out different recipes. Usually it's more on a Sabbath, so I think we'll get back to it this week. Not sure yet exactly what we're going to go with, but it's when, it's Thursday now, so it's. Uh, I guess I really should get to it now. Um, but I wanted to know. Wait, what shows are you watching then?
0: Ah, fascinating question that you ask. So first of all, I'm not. I'm really not watching any more tv than i was before we were quarantined i'm 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 honestly not so i'm watching one episode of something a day if that much um so i watched next in fashion
1: i don't think i've heard of it
0: i'm shocked yoni i'm shocked
1: it's a (laughs) it's a
0: it's a fashion design competition on netflix so that was uh, 10 episodes, I watched that, and I'm watching Making the Cut, which is an Amazon fashion design show. That's basically okay. the the extent of what I'm watching. Yep, right. that's it. And
1: that's the happiness you were talking about, watch something happen. Correct. Okay, got it's it. It's
0: entertaining, and it's interesting. I'm not watching, oh, and I'm watching one other thing, which only comes out once a week. I hope you're watching this also. I hope everyone's watching this. Have you been watching John Krasinski's Some Good News?
1: I actually haven't, but everyone's telling me to watch it. I probably will at some point.
0: Yoni? I know, I know, I know. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, you literally just have to go on YouTube and put in S-G-N. It stands for Some Good News, and John Krasinski puts out an episode once a week that he does from his house, basically accruing all of the good news stories that have happened in the week past. Because everyone needs some good news. It is super Absolutely. entertaining. It is heartwarming. And this episode that came out this week, it comes out on Mondays, the episode that came out this week literally almost made me cry. It was it was fantastic. Fantastic. It is such a mitzvah that he is doing. i, I It's the only word I can come up with. It is such a mitzvah. You have to watch it.
1: Yeah, and it's and it's come up on I'm sure on everyone's Facebook, you know, news feeds because everyone's posting about it. And I've heard a lot of great things. I'm gonna have to check one of them out soon.
0: Yeah, by the time it came, by the time I watched it, which was some, sometime Monday evening, I mean, not even a couple of hours after it came out, it had almost two million views.
1: Crazy, makes sense. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah but that's it because there's so much gross and bad out there that let's spread some good news. You know what I'm saying? 100%. All right. So, Yoni, uh, since we have no sports to talk about, um, because
1: there is no sports to talk about, no, something yeah.
0: about Brady and Gronk and all that stuff. I mean, that's exciting.
1: Yeah, that's true. And the NFL draft is tonight, and they're doing it over, not Zoom, but they're doing it over, you know, tele and, and Wi-Fi and this and that. So that could be somewhat entertaining for, for multiple reasons. But uh, otherwise, yeah, there's there's nothing else going on.
0: Does that mean that after further review, it's going to make a comeback this Monday?
1: Yeah, we're going to work on that. We, we are hoping good. to. Yeah.
0: Good, because, Yoni, you know what people need? They need some good news. You know what I'm saying?
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: All right. Yoni, I wish you continued good health. Stay in touch. be Are you coming on a live lunch or what?
1: That's the plan.
0: Okay. All right. So I'll speak to you in just a few minutes. Yoni, stay safe. Thank you. Okay. We haven't done the national holidays in a while. Let's get through the national holidays. First of all, just as a public service reminder, even though I know you know this, make sure you are practicing social distancing when you leave your house. Gloves and masks, everybody. No excuses. Gloves and masks. And please, wash your hands with soap and water. I still can't believe that as a 44-year-old, I'm reminding other adults to wash their hands with soap and water. But please, wash your hands with soap and water. All right, national holidays. Let's go. Let's get back on track here. First of all, it's English Muffin Day. Yeah, I've got to tell you something. Those were never my things. I don't care about the nooks and crannies. I I don't care. I don't understand them. But shout out to all the people who like English muffins. It's English Language Day. I'm into that because it's also Celebrate Teen Literature Day. Fabulous. All about teen literature. It's also, this is funny, folks, it's Take Your Daughters and Sons to Work Day. Now, officially this was canceled due to covid however i don't understand why because if we're all working from home we can easily take our sons and daughters i don't know into the dining room where we're working from or into the living room and just work with them from there like don't give it up figure it out be creative it's also talk like shakespeare day don't do that i'm just telling you that's what today is it's world book and copyright day it's world book night i don't know what that means either but it's also national lost dog awareness day funny thing is though it seems that kettles um kennels sorry kennels across the united states dog kennels are are and pounds are are empty people have gone and adopted dogs all over the place and pets because they're alone at home so so many kennels are empty so if you have a lost dog i'm sorry to hear that but so many other dogs have found homes and that's really, really nice. The other thing I just want to mention, and that segues into our guest today, is that on the Hebrew calendar, yes, it is Rosh Chodesh ER this weekend, Friday and Shabbos. First day of Rosh Chodesh is tomorrow, and second day is on Shabbos. And Shabbos being the second day of Rosh Chodesh ER marks the first yard site of my mother, Chaya Bella Bas Yaakov, Uh, Vivian Mann, Dr. Vivian Mann, who I cannot believe I'm even, I can't, I I mean, I can't believe it's been a year. (laughs) I can't believe it's been a year. Yes, the first yard site for my mom is this Shabbos, and um, my brothers will not be saying Kaddish because there are no Minyanim in this area, obviously. um, Kaddish will be said for her. Uh, with her in mind, um, but not by my brothers. And I will not be making kiddush in uh, in Shul this Shabbos as I expected to. Um, So first of all, to all my listeners, to all our listeners, I'm asking that if you could please make a bracha in her honor on Shabbos morning at 11 a.m. New York time, around 11 a.m. New York time, I'm asking people to make a bracha in her memory, that her neshama should have an aliyah. And if we all do it around 11 o'clock Shabbos morning, then I feel like we're, you know, I'm doing something. And so, um, again, her name was Chaya Bela Bat Yakov, Yaakov. And this actually <laughs> segues very uh, smoothly, interestingly, into my guest. And to my interview. You're listening to that live here at the Nachum Siegel Network. I am joined by Rabbi Yigal Siegel, who is the author of More Than It's Here, and actually the person who is going to be responsible and who I owe a tremendous amount as a result for saying Kaddish for my mother this coming Shabbos on her first yard site. Rabbi Siegel, good morning, or I guess good evening to you. Thank you so much.
2: Hi, Miriam. Hi. And it's an honor for me to, to be able to say Kaddish for your mom.
0: I appreciate it very much um it is uh it's a true nahama I will tell you that it's a true comfort um to me and to my brothers it's It's one thing to put your <laughs> your loved one's name on a list and hope that um you know on on these lists that exist and i and i and i applaud them i know aish has a list for 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 Kaddish, et cetera and so and I thank all those people obviously who are involved in that, but it's another thing to know the person who is going to be saying cottage for your for, for your loved one. So I really do thank you.
2: Well uh, um, it's 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 like I said, it's uh something that I'm glad I'm able to do.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you're able to do it also on so many levels. And it just it segues into my my, my thought process about wh- the way Shiva and Avalus look in normal times, and certainly the way they look during this era of corona. And you, as the author of more than a tier, a book surrounding Shiva and discussing Shiva, um, I wonder if just for a second, I mean, I, you know, as a person who has never said Kaddish, I did not take Kaddish upon myself, and you um, have said Kaddish for three different family members, I wonder if you could just talk for a second just from your standpoint, from your vantage point, about, you know, what it's like to be part of that Kaddish ritual, and what it must be like for families now?
2: Well, it's um, saying Kaddish for for your parents or for a loved one is something which um, <clears throat> all of us um, across the Jewish spectrum take very seriously, whether we can do it ourselves or get someone else to do it for us. And the reason is because we want to do something. <laughs> you know we want to feel like we're still doing something for our parents or whoever it is and i'm saying that's that's it might not be the actual reason why we say kaddish that could be a different discussion i'm not going to get into that but i'm just saying that we doing the kaddish thing as we say or going to shul and saying kaddish is something that was very important um during the mourning process and not being able to do it is is something which uh i i personally can't imagine i mean there are other things we do for People who have passed away, we learn uh, we learn Torah in their memory, we give charity in their memory, we can do acts, uh, mitzvahs and acts of, of kindness, etc., in, in memory. Like you just said, a perfect example is what you said to ask people to make a bracha with your mother's name in, uh, in mind. That's something which in Israel is a very prevalent uh, custom, especially during shiva, where uh, the Sephardic the Sparti- uh, community puts out food that people should make a bracha when they come to a shiva house. But the interesting thing is, in my book, I talk about um, the process of grieving, and if you look at the if you look at the definition of what grief is, in the in the uh, dictionary, grief is not necessarily connected to the loss of a loved one. It's connected to loss. Um, you know, when we grieve, it's because we've lost something. So, in essence, right now, what we're all going through in the entire world is is the loss of our freedom, the loss of our ability to move around, you know, the way we were used to.
0: You know, I find that very interesting. It's not something that I appreciated, that there's a there, – that, that that we individually, even if you're not, you know, obviously sitting shiva or, or something along those lines right now, that, that we individually, just from this loss of of freedom and independence, are all grieving in some way or another.
2: Yeah, if you think about it, I'm sure you're familiar, and a lot of your listeners are familiar with the five stages of grief that were um, made famous by Dr. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. I talk about it in my book also. If you look at the five stages, they're denial, anger, uh, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. We're all going through that. (laughs) at One stage or another, I can tell you that in our house here, over the last uh, two months or however long it's been, we've all been dealing with those different stages of grief. Because of everything that we wanted to do, and uh, here, thank God, my son just got it engaged, which is obviously a tremendous uh, simcha for us. You know, it's a great occasion, but you know, on one hand, we can't celebrate with our friends. We can't, you know, it's 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 coupled with a lot of challenges that we normally wouldn't have. So I am not, God forbid, I am not trying to put our, all of us in the same boat as someone who has lost a loved one, whether it's to COVID or something else and they have to sit Shiva alone that's something which you know I can't even imagine as someone who has sat Shiva three times sitting Shiva alone without having you know actual visitors to converse with outside the telephone but we all can feel at least some sort of empathy with people who are in the Shiva process because we're all basically going through the grieving process at this point
0: right a hundred, very interesting, very interesting point. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Segal Network. Um, Rabbi Yigal Siegel joins us from Jerusalem. He's the author of More Than It's Here. We're discussing Avelis and Shiva before and during. I mean, I wish I could say after COVID, but before mm-hmm. and during COVID um, in, in many different instances. You know, I participated in my first Zoom Shiva call yesterday. Mm -hmm. and I really didn't know how it's supposed to work. I mean, who knows how it's supposed to work, right? Who knows how anything is supposed to work right now? And I think that it's because of the person to whom I was paying the shiva call that that I was comforted by the awkwardness of the situation, meaning when I came on the screen, the person who was sitting shiva made sure to mention that I was now there and sort of, bring me into the conversation which is the general warm nature of this person and just you know his his greatness and i and i sort of wonder as the as the the shiva caller right (laughs) what are what are some of our responsibilities in a zoom shiva how do we how can we possibly best bring Nachama or some kind of comfort to the Avel through this new medium of Zoom in a way that sort of mimics what we would usually do if we were sitting with them?
2: Well, I I can tell you personally, just from personal experience, that I never enjoyed speaking on the phone during Shiva, not for any religious reason. Just, you know, it it always kind of like... Interrupted people who were sitting there. You know, it always looks like awkward in terms of you know, okay, you want to talk to me, but you have to understand that you know I have twenty people sitting in the room. So, <laughs> so now that we're all on the same playing field, I think that uh, you know, it's it, it really depends on the other. Like, you said it very very well. Now, now, the person who you were involved with in the on the Zoom uh, shiva yesterday is somebody who understood that you know that someone had to be welcomed in to make, make them feel less awkward, et cetera. Um, every, every person is such I a, I've said in my book, everyone has their own process in how to deal with uh, the death of a loved one. It's not something which is, you know, just look in the book and then you can see, okay, this is how he's going to react. And now with something as weird as this, where technology, you know, kind of steps in, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely a different type of experience. I think that, again what we're trying to accomplish and, and one of the one of those chapters in my book is called the sounds of silence because we always talk about how the best thing you can do at a shiva house is not say anything um... <laughs> let the other let kind of lead the conversation that's why um... the custom is that we don't speak until the, the person who's sitting shiva speaks first um... Right. to kind of get an idea of where the conversation should go it shouldn't be about you it should be about them that being said in this situation and especially if you don't have zoom where you can't see the person you know, sometimes, you know, <laughs> when you're on the phone, you kind of have to, like, you know, keep the conversation going or know when to end the conversation. Um, so it's 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 a lot more difficult. There's no question about it. I think Zoom is a lot better than the phone. To be able to see the person, the person seeing you, I think, is, is definitely a more comforting thing. Um, right.
0: I, I also found that when I was sitting, Shiva, I didn't take phone calls. And right. um, that was certainly frustrating to people who were trying to reach me. And I appreciated everyone's effort. That, that's for sure. But again, the person sitting in front of you, I sort of felt like deserved my attention. I, I can't look at that person who's sitting in front of me and say, excuse me, I have a call. It just didn't work. And so right. in that way, I found that technology really interfered with, with with sitting Shiva. But here, you know, if you imagine what what people sitting Shiva did 100 years ago without technology and without being able to have people in their homes and etc. cetera, like, thank God we have technology and that we're able to use it the way we are for such good. I mean, we talk about this all the time at the network, that you can use your powers for good and you can use your powers for evil. People can use the Internet for evil, and then you, you can use technology just like we are now for good and see how much or, and and how much good can be done through this use of technology, when they couldn't, when we couldn't have in a previous generation, it's just it's fascinating.
2: Right. Um, there's no question that technology makes a big difference. It's interesting, though, that from a from a tradition standpoint, there is an argument amongst modern day um, halachic uh, poskim or decisors that uh, whether or not you can actually fulfill the mitzvah of shiva through the telephone. Um, in nineteen, I mean, in my book, I write about. Um, a rabbi who uh, who said in 1978 around or around something like that, he said that uh, that you could not fulfill the mitzvah properly. You you can do it. It's not like you shouldn't do it, but unless you're in the house of the of the of the mourner, you're not really doing what you have to do. And the reason is because the the neshama, the soul of the person who died, is with the mourner um, during shiva. And if you want to actually comfort the soul as well as the person who's a sitting Shiva for the soul, you have to actually be in the room. Ramosha Feinstein afterwards um, a year later he he came out against that, and he said that you should actually make the phone call, and it's fine, but the idea is that there is something special about being in the room with you know someone sitting Shiva, and it could be that zoom actually allows you to right. do that much better than uh, than a regular telephone um, it's, it's 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 very it's interesting in- that yeah I'm sorry
0: no, I'm sorry, go on.
2: No, so it's interesting that uh, you know, part of what a mourner does during Shiva is kind of like goes hand-in-hand hand a little with the process of what happens to a soul. Um, without getting too much into Kabbalah, we don't have a lot of time, but the bottom line is that the different stages of mourning kind of coincide with stages that the soul goes through. So there's a certain amount of empathy going on between the mourner and the, and the departed person. And now that people are sitting Shiva alone and they're sitting basically... Um, without physical, you know, without the physical presence of a lot of people, outside of maybe close family, it's 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 an opportunity in a way, for someone to be able to connect more to what the soul is going through. On the other hand, I can tell you, Miriam, that, uh, and I'm sure you agree with me, that not being able to have actual people coming to see me during Shiva would have been extremely difficult. And I, my heart goes out to anyone and I'm, there's so many people who are sitting Shiva alone now and and going through this and especially with everything that's hanging over our head it i it's 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 a very very difficult time
0: absolutely i um absolutely totally heartbroken for for anybody going through this right now and and internally in my family i mean the the past year we we had a uh, pretty complicated to say the least 6 months in which we lost my mother my uncle two aunts and a cousin, and we 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 began to quote unquote, and I obviously I use this term very loosely, joke that we had to stop meeting like this, and because every time we met, it was at another funeral, and um, and we 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 really struggled collectively during that six months, um, but who in the world knew that that would have been a bracha? Mm-hmm. Looking back, everyone said shiva. As we traditionally said, Shiva. everyone was able to say Kaddish. Everyone was able to go to a cemetery. We were all able to be together. I mean, we, we took that for granted. Who in a million years would have thought that that six months would have turned out to be a brachal? And so mm-hmm. I, I am totally heartbroken for for anyone who is going through this, the way people are experiencing it now. And um, and I do hope that they find the Chama through Zoom and through phone calls and uh if you know, and in any way, shape any way, shape possible. I um you know, they, they commemorating the commemorating first York site in this kind of bizarre situation is nothing compared to what these families are going through and um right. And they and I, I really I just hope that they have uh I hope they continue to have strength and they they find
2: comfort amongst themselves. Yeah, we all wish that for them. Um, Um, If we have another minute, I just want to bring something to your attention. Um, A lot of people are familiar with uh, Rabbi Maurice Lamb's book uh, called The Jewish Way in Death and Mourning. Um, But uh, a friend of mine put me in touch with a second book that he wrote on the subject of mourning, which is called Consolation. Um, In that book, he talks about the process of grieving, and he says that disorientation is what grief is all about. And it's where we're 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 out of our normal routine, our normal lives. And this goes back to what I said at the beginning of our conversation, that we're all basically grieving now. And because of that, I think there's a certain level of comfort that we all can um get from this. That you know, we're all going through something like this. We're all going through a grieving process and we can all kind of empathize with uh, with the people who are who are sitting Shiva alone, and hopefully that gives a little comfort to the people who are sitting shiva that you know, that everyone's stuck alone, not just them. Right.
0: Right, amen, amen. They should find Nechama. Rabbi Yigal Siegel, author of More Than a Tier. I thank you very, very much for joining me this morning. It's not an easy conversation, um, but I thank you very much for joining me. And again, I thank you for the chesed that you're doing for me and for my family this Shabbos.
2: Okay, I will. uh, We'll be in touch. Thank you, Mary.
0: You got it. You've been listening to that live here at the Nachum Siegel Network. The afternoon continues with the live lunch. Brought to you by Zoom. (laughs) Sort of. Join us for a live lunch hosted by Malcolm Siegel with your, your funny favorite hosts, as you know them, all together on Zoom live in just a few moments. And, of course, the afternoon continues with a full day of programming. Folks, we're here. We hope you're here, too. We know we hear from you. Be in touch with us. Be in touch. Comment on the app. Send us emails. We're here. We hope you're here, you are here, too. Join Nahum tomorrow morning as the host, Jame Name, starting at 6 a.m. And at the conclusion of Jame Name, join Naomi for table for two. The Arab Shabbos music mix starts after the Arab Shabbos music mix starts right after the uh, Arab Shabbos show. Brought to you by Kedem, hosted by Mark Zamek. We thank Mark, as always, a Brummie host starting at Segal this Monday. Shabbat Matas, J.M., Sunday, Sunday morning. Folks, we're going to say halal this Shabbos. That's right. Rosh Chodesh Yar, as I've been mentioning, Friday and Shabbos. And we're closing today with Blue Fringe with Hodu. Hodu la Hashem Kitov. Ain't that the truth? Got to remember that. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. (laughs)
3: Shape you kill your light crash your my is a king your love crash your night is a wrong your love crash down your my day i hate you about crash down we do our shape you your your is a Mr. <laughs> A